somebody said, my kids asked me what it was like to live in the 60s, 70s. And I took their phones. <laughs> and I took Netflix away from them and made them sit for a while. <laughs> it's like, that's what it was like. <laughs> I have three older sisters and a younger brother, and, and I remember we went to, we took a trip to Arizona from Colorado, which was, you know, quite a few hours, in an Oldsmobile, you know, front back seat, four in the back, three in the front, my little brother in the front, all four of us in the back, and I don't remember complaining. Isn't that weird? It's like, what's with that? We had books. We actually read books. Remember what those are? <laughs> so, uh, you know, coming from that period, you could almost say, you know what? I see that people are holding these things, but I don't believe in phones. They don't exist. They aren't real. You know, I was talking with my dad the other day, and um, uh, he, he's so cool. He, you know, he's got an iPad, he's, he's almost 90, and he's on that thing all the time, you know. <laughs> Isn't that funny how, how they made these things? I keep complaining because, you know, phone, iPhones especially, they haven't changed in, in years. The desktop, I mean, a little bit, but so stinking simple. You know, the Android, you can organize them a little better and do some stuff with them. But you know what? Anybody can get on them and go to town. If you actually believe it's going to do something for you. I want to talk about believing today. And, and, and I, I related it to this because, you know, my watch is kind of cool. You know, we've gotten used to watches that do amazing things. You can, I can go for a walk and talk to my wife with my watch. You know, I don't have to have my phone. It's like, and dad says, yeah, Dick Tracy. Anybody remember Dick Tracy? You know, started started in the 30s, and they, and 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 I was reading on Wikipedia. They said he, he was actually the inspiration for the cell phone today. Isn't that interesting? And it's like uh, back then it, it was just oh that's just fantasy. That's just something that, it, that isn't going to happen. Um, now, if you're not accessing some of this stuff. Something's wrong with you almost, right? It's like you're, you're, you're like a weirdo. You're just an, un, I, I'm an, I'm an unbeliever in science. I don't believe there's electric cars. You know what? It really doesn't matter whether you believe or not. <laughs> but if you're going to get hooked up with it, if you're going to benefit from it at all, what are you going to have to do? You're going to have to say, you're not just, well, that's cool. You're going to have to find out something about it. And then you're actually going to have to do something. As cool as this watch is, I have to go, like right now, see, it's telling me I got to put in a code. So there's a process. Even it's cool, it'll tell me if I'm about to die, you know, <laughs> and, and notify somebody so somebody else can know too. <laughs> but, but I'm going to have to know how to operate it a little bit. It's not just going to do stuff without me. I'm going to have to do something. I'm going to have to believe in what it does enough to actually apply myself to some information about it. Is that right? So I want to talk about believing today because um, I've been kind of challenged with this. How many believers do we have here today? It's actually what we're called, isn't it, believers? <laughs> so if you don't mind, I want to challenge us in this very area that we claim, okay? Okay. <laughs> uh, so first of all, I just want to talk about some things that are characteristics of belief. Because sometimes we, it, it, you know, I was telling my wife, it's almost like a sacred cow. Don't you tell me I don't believe. You know, don't you tell me I don't believe. Well, but what do believers do? What, believers, what do believers look like? <laughs> what are believers doing? Don't you tell me I don't have an eye watch. Well, there's nothing on your arm. Apple Watch. I'm sorry, I said I watch. That, that's what they should call it, right? They call it I everything else. Uh, and all of a sudden it's a watch and it's an Apple Watch. Okay. Um, but I want to look at just some of these characteristics of belief because sometimes I think we have to get an overview of it a little bit and quit making it so personal. And, and what is it actually? And maybe there's more that we can access. And, and I'm going to just open this up a little bit today, but I'm, I'm thinking maybe we need to talk about this some more because everything pivots on belief. 
And here's the thing. Whether you call yourself a believer or not, you are already believing. You're believing something. So this first thing I want to look at here is where there is action or inaction, there is belief. I said it that way because I believe everybody, I believe, everybody believes something. You got to believe that it does something good for you to brush your teeth or you just don't, right? Some kids don't believe that, so you have to make them. You have to enforce a little belief there, right? Even taking a bath, you have to believe that. <laughs> Sometimes help with that belief is somebody telling you you stink, you know? But there's going to have to be something you do. Everything we do is based upon belief. And if there's inaction, it's also based on belief. Because you believe something in the negative. That it doesn't make a difference. Doesn't matter, right? So our lives are based on belief already. All right? <laughs> so let's go to this next one. It, it, it is actually subject to increase or decrease about everything that we're about. So here's, here's, the, here's the assumption sometimes is, is once we believe something, it's like, it's in my back pocket already. That's what I believe. But I want to challenge that. I want to challenge that. That maybe your belief goes up and down. Anybody identify with that? Yeah. I, I, mine does. And it's based upon life and what's going on. Now, I know we're going to talk about God, but I, I just want to say what is belief itself, right? Yeah. Um, what's this next one? It, it, it's clearly displayed by our actions and our words. <laughs> You can say you believe something all day long, but what belief is, it's the source of actions and words. So you cannot believe something and act differently than what you believe. You cannot believe something and speak something different. And this is really important because sometimes I think... Well, I don't want to get ahead of myself. I'll just leave it there for right now, okay? Uh, but it, it's, it's very important to understand that you can tell what somebody's believing by what's coming out of their mouth and what they look like, even the look on their face. You know, we, I, I grew up in a church where we sang this little song, and I'll, I'll identify people, maybe, maybe not. I'll, I'll, I just want to do this for fun, okay? Smile a while and give your face a rest. Raise your hand to the one you love the best. Then shake hands with those nearby and give to them a smile. Anybody know that? <laughs> okay, that's an Assembly of God song from when I was a kid. And that was our, you know, instead of this music that we were playing here, we would sing that song and then we would greet each other. And that's <laughs> but what you believe is going to be seen on your face. It's, it's going to do something to you, right? Okay. <clears throat> it empowers to extraordinary levels of performance. So I've been recently uh, exposing myself, because I think it's good sometimes to get input from, from motivational people. And what I've noticed is everything I'm getting is something that's in the Word. It's just being packaged in, some, in a way that makes it clear, Right? But what I've noticed is, that, and, and this, this thing that I've been seeing is, is highly productive people, what causes them to do extraordinary things, athletes, musicians, CEOs, you know, what, 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 what empowers them to do that is a belief in something. Now, th there has to be belief in themselves. Uh, but there's a belief in a cause, a belief in a, in, in a vision, Right? And, and, and you're not going to have the power to press through the obstacles without belief, right? It requires belief. Okay. To have belief, there's going to have to be information. This is just basic, right? You're going to have to know something. You don't just believe in somebody you've never heard anything about. I know this sounds kind of simple, but hang with me, okay? So, and then you're going to have to do something with what you do get. 
If there's no action that's associated with acquired information, you don't believe yet. This is where I think we need to be challenged. Okay. <laughs> because until you're making a movement in response to information acquired, you're really not believing yet. You just have some information. Okay? Okay. It's, it's great threat. The threat against believing is doubting. It's actually another form of believing, right? But every belief we have that's going to be of God is going to have a great threat, and it's going to be doubt. What is that? That's other information, isn't it? So there's warring of beliefs. I mean, in our country right now, there's a whole bunch of warring of beliefs. But, but, but it's inside of us. It's inside of our head. It's, that's why there has to be a renewal to the word of God. Why? Because there's a lot of other stuff coming down. The, that's why you have to take thoughts captive. Right. Why? What are those thoughts? They're challenges to belief. Yeah. That, that's where it's, it's not just about thoughts. It's not just about getting control of your mind. It's about your heart. Yeah. It's about what you actually believe. Uh, so it's, it's, the greatest challenges is going to be opposing information and then fear. What is fear? That's an inability to believe that what your heart is saying is actually going to come to pass. Or there's a risk involved. You're going to lose something as a result of it, right? Okay. And one more here that I just want to look at. And is, so so uh, belief is disabled when it's divided. Okay. Um, you cannot have a... Uh, a double mind when it comes to things. You can't be. And so what the enemy wants to do is he wants to divide. And as soon as he can divide, he can conquer. If he could. Actually, that's, that's a big thing that happens in the church a lot is, is there gets to be an opposing views of this and that. You know, and, and it can become. And, and, as, and as soon as you get into that realm, you're actually getting off of focusing on what you do believe. And you get divided. Okay. All right. So let's get into this. And let's pray before we do, all right? Because I, I want to get into the word here. Because um, I really believe we, we have an opportunity today. And, and I see this every time we come together. I want to, every time I, I, I'm exposed to the word of God, every time I enter into prayer in the spirit, I, I, wanna, I want it to be a, a changing experience. You know, we're told we go from glory to glory, aren't we? That means I have to put an expectancy that I'm going to leave different from my encounter with God than I arrived. This is whether I'm alone or whether I'm with other people, whether we're having a men's group, women's group. I'm not, we're not just getting together to just pal. It's not just social. No. If I'm, this is part of the belief side. If I'm really believing that the God of creation has made it so that I can access his presence and receive from his wisdom, my goodness, I better be expecting something. This is a big deal. You know, some of these, these guys I've, I've been <laughs> receiving some wisdom from, and again, you know, I'm seeing it as from God. I'm saying, God, show me what to, to, to apply to my life here because I, I'm... I want to be teachable. I want to be, God, show me what to do, right? Mm -hmm. But it's amazing to me how these guys, they're not psychologists, they're not anything else. This one guy, he gets a million dollars to coach one person for six months. And I'm thinking, what is that person doing when they get their little powwow? Is he, is he just yawning and waiting for it to be over with? And No, he's, he's paying a million dollars. He's going to leave different. If he's not leaving different, he's getting a refund. <laughs> right? Because when you're encountering somebody that you expect that much information and change from, you're not doing it haphazardly. Not if you believe it. Somebody, that, somebody that's paying a million dollars believes they're going to get something. They, believes in that per, they believe in that person that they're, that they're committing to, to meet with and to have speak into their life. And I'm, I'm seeing this stuff and I'm saying, we have the counselor. 
the Prince of Peace, the mighty God that we've been given direct access to. Now, it's going to take our whole life. It's not just a million, not just a million dollars. I mean, it's going to be our whole life. But what is it? We're going to be changed, aren't we? So I want to challenge us in this today. Let's, let, let's, let's put a demand on the Holy Spirit here. <laughs> Can we do that? <laughs> that? I'm not here just to sit and to leave. And I, I just want to challenge us in this regard, too, because I, something else <laughs> that was said is, is that um, people that are changing are documenting the change. They don't just observe and then try to remember later. They're documenting. He said the people that are most successful at this, at being changed, are the ones that are writing it down. They're able to go back and review it later. I don't know about you, but I don't remember stuff that well. That's what happened to me when I went to college. I thought, I got to start taking notes. I took a speed reading class so I could learn how to, to, to actually take notes better. But if we're having an encounter, if we really believe he's here to change us, that it's not already done. We already don't have it all in our pocket. No, I'm here in the presence of the Almighty God to be changed by Him. It's today is a, is a day of history for me. Amen. Amen. Let's talk to him, okay? Father, we love you so much. God, we thank you that, that you lead us into the ways of righteousness, God, that we can't go on our own. God, you show us stuff about ourselves that no, no coach is ever going to be able to show us. So, God, we put high value on the time that we get to have with you today. God, we expect to leave different than we arrive today. We demand it. <laughs> Because we say, God, that we believe in you today. Hallelujah. And God, where there's a challenge in each one of us, Lord, each one of us are not completely there yet. God, you said that those who believe can do anything. So God, we, we want to say, God, help me in the, in the area that is most needy in me today. And Lord, I just want to go to another level of really believing what I say I believe in you today. So God, I pray this for each person, Lord, that this would not be a, a just a got it done this week so I don't have to think about it anymore time with you. But God, this would be a time that we can set aside and we can say, I'm different today because I was in the presence of God and he imparted something to my heart that is transforming me. I might have already experienced that, but man, he's more real to me every time he, he speaks to me. Lord, I pray that for us today, that each one of us will encounter this opportunity in your presence. We give you thanks for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So, uh, so how do you know if someone is a believer? And I've already said this, but I just want to point it out again, okay? And let's, you can just point it yourself. <laughs> let's, just, let's kind of point it ourselves. You'll know if you're a believer if you are uh, believing and activating things, Okay? This is a good thing to ask ourselves, right? Our, what do I actually believe? And in, in the area that I would claim belief, what action is going on that's associated with that belief, okay? Both they and their surroundings are changed. <laughs> People that really believe make waves. They look different. They're affected. You know what? In his presence is fullness of joy. At his right hand are pleasures forevermore. You know, this is better than Publisher's Clearinghouse. It's going to do more for you than that. Isn't it? Yeah. Right? If what? If you believe. So you know if you're believing. Man, we could have Foxworthy. If you know. <laughs> what is it? If you know you're a redneck, isn't, didn't he do all that stuff? Well, have him do if you know if you're a believer, if, right? <laughs> okay, so let's go to this next one. Why is what is believed important? Okay, and I just want, uh, you know, we were talking about this, but I want to point it out. Our whole existence as followers of Jesus is dependent upon believing in him. It's not something else. Now, when you do believe, there's going to be other things that you do. It's like Buddy said, you're going to be a giver. There's other things that you're going to do. But where's that coming from? It's coming from a source of belief, right? And if this is the basis for everything else, then everything else will be challenged 
through belief. Does that make sense? If, if believing, let's don't just assume that we're, we're believing everything. Because that's the very area of vulnerability that the enemy is going to hit. He, he has, he's so good at this. But why? Why has it been this long? And I'm telling you, here's what's really cool about this. Is God understands how we're made. I've gone through this before. It's like, don't you tell me to quit saying I'm, I'm hurting here. I got arrows poking out of me that people slung at me, and, and I'm hurting. And you know, that's true. We are human. We have emotional things that happen. That What are they actually doing? And there needs to be an understanding of this because what we want to latch on to is what's been done. What the challenge is against us. And as soon as the focus gets over on that, we lose hold of our belief. Because what, be what, what do we believe? That my God is more than enough. That he can do all things. That he provides for all my needs. But somebody said something to me. It's real. It's real. So we have to do something about it, Right? There's going to have to be, if we believe that, we can't just leave it on the table and say, but I'm feeling this. We're going to feel stuff. Now, I heard this little kid. <laughs> it was amazing. How old? Two, three years old. Being taught by his, his parent that emotions are just temporary. And he's, he, was going, he was going on and on about, I was mad today. but I, And just addressing what he's going through with a realization that it's not forever. We go through something and, 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 it, and it challenges our, our belief in God because we make it like it's such a big deal. Right? Okay. So, if believing is the most essential thing, especially with God, then we're going to be challenged in that. We, it's a good thing to know. It's not just me going through life. It's me being challenged in my belief. Okay? So, the release of an inner reality of belief activates salvation. Now, the reason why I said this, you know why we sing these songs the way we do? We're not trying to make God bigger, are we? We're just seeing him as bigger. We're not trying to become more, and what I want to get away from here is trying to feel like we have to become more of a believer. Here's what let's lay hold upon. I am a believer. But what believers do is they activate what they believe. Yeah. And most of the time, if we're, if we're not experiencing the life of a believer, it's not because we're, we're, there's not some truth in there that's in our heart that we hold on to. No, it's because it's gotten covered up with doubt. Yeah. And so what you have to do is learn how to activate what you do believe. <laughs> and your phone wakes up and starts doing what it's supposed to do. When you touch it, shazam. My phone's just laying there not doing a thing. Well, touch it. That's what our belief can be like. Oh, but it's, it's just my relationship with God. My, it's, it's nothing. Well, touch it. Activate it. Amen? So this is what I want to I look at here. Is that sometimes we feel like we're saying something to try to make it become. And in belief is not about trying to make something become. It's releasing something that already is. And if you're just trying to make it happen by a positive confession, even the word. If you're just saying the word to try to get to another level of belief, you're just in works and you're just going to be frustrated. But what we've been given is the measure of faith in God. It's already there. And so what we're doing is... It's just releasing it. It's a simple release. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the key, though, is there has to be a putting in. We'll get to this. But there needs to be, it's, it's not going to be just when you decide to do it. What's going to be most revealing is when you're just talking to somebody else about your life. <laughs> That's when it's going to really be revealed what you truly believe. It's not when you're making some fancy faith statement. 
Speaking to a mountain. And we'll get to that one. Okay. Romans 10, 9. So this is the critical thing about this though. For if you tell others with your own mouth that Jesus Christ is your Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be what? Saved. Our salvation is connected to this. Our very salvation is connected to... Now, and just hang with me on this because I think there needs to be an understanding that we don't just say, all right, everybody that wants to be saved, say this. Jesus is my Lord. I believe that there's actually a, an inversion that needs to take place. You've had an encounter with the truth of who he is. It's gone into the depths of your heart. And now, it's not in a church necessarily, but you're telling others. What is that? That's the release of a reality on the inside. <laughs> and sometimes that's happening in the middle of the greatest storm. It's happening in the time when you can't figure things out. What is that? That's a release of belief. And it brings your salvation. <laughs> Why do you need salvation? Because you're going through something. Sometimes we, I just want to be saved from hell. No, there's a whole lot of hell on earth, right? <laughs> Anybody experience a little bit of hell on earth? And God says, you know, I'll make a way through that time. What is it going to be? It's going to be when that thing that's already inside of you has been given enough, enough nourishment that it's not covered up by other things and it can't get out. Because what the enemy wants to do, as soon as he does this, as soon as he, as we allow something else to get into that place in our heart to where it gets a voice, now there's power in our voice. There's power in what we say. There's power to move a mountain. How does that power not get expressed? When we get used to saying other things. Doubt. Something opposite of what God says. Right? Okay. Let's go to this next one. So when there is belief, what is spoken is simply a statement of how things are. Okay, I'm going to say this. I've already said this. Let's look at this verse. It talks about this. Because we're used to seeing this. If any man says, I'm looking at this a little bit different because, you know, sometimes we can say, well, I heard a sermon and it said, if I just say to a mountain, it's going to be removed and cast in the sea, it must go. And I did that and nothing happened. And what's happening in that statement? <laughs> Doubt. I'm, I'm, I'm doubting God. He said that, I did it. It's, you know, so I like to look at this a little bit differently because this isn't just a formula that you do. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, there's a great big caveat, isn't there? <laughs> he doesn't doubt. In his heart. Now, the, the problem here is, is we say, whoever says, but, but we, I wish they would have said, whoever that isn't doubting in his heart <laughs> and hasn't let a whole bunch of doubt fill up their heart says to a mountain. Because what happens is, is, is when there is a heart that's full of belief of God, it's not trying to make the mountain go. It believes the mountain's going, and the sound is just a release of what's already there. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> we don't need to work on talking to mountains. We need to work on believing. Because what believing is, it's just a release of what's already there. Now, you can start saying some things on, on purpose, and that's part of putting things in. But what's coming out at the time of mountain moving time, it better be something that's already there. Or you're just going to feel discouraged. It's not a formula. It's a description of what's already happening. Okay? But believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. 
There is such incredible power in our words and such emptiness in our words apart from belief. Amen? Can you see how, how important this believing thing is? And sometimes we just, we just brush over the believing part like, well, I've already got that, so I just got to start talking. Well, maybe you don't believe like you think you do. <laughs> Again, we, go, we get attacked in a lot of different ways, don't we? Uh, you, you know, my mom passed away this last fall, and it was not something that I, I, I'm ha I have a lot of, you know, questions that are coming up. It's like, what about this? What about this? And you know what? I can't, there's a lot of things that we don't, our life on this earth is so temporary. We put such high priority on whether somebody stays alive on this earth, you know, <laughs> and that, that we will begin to, to wonder about God. And you know, what we're going through, if we allow it, if, I, if you stay in that wonderment part, what you're doing is you're crowding any kind of belief with doubt. And it's stopping up. And what's going to come out of your mouth is not going to be mountain moving words. It's going to be staying in the dumps words. Because that's, all you, that's, what you, that's the abundance of your heart. Right? All right. So what is allowed into the heart determines the choice of belief. So you can say, I believe in God. <clears throat> or you can say, it's like, what's his name? I believe in science. That wasn't a very good Spanish. <laughs> I know that. Escalito. Yeah, not Chalibro. I believe in science. Uh, I'll work on my Spanish accent. Okay. Um, I'm actually learning real Spanish, so. Give me a hard time for not having a good accent. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so a lot of times we, we think we're choosing just to believe based upon some information. But if you're, if you're having a, if, if you feel like you believe in something while you're inputting a lot of other things, you're really cho your choice of what you truly believe is not what's, <laughs> it's, it's not what you're telling somebody it's what you're putting in so this is the wonderful part about this because if, if, if believing is such an important thing if it's required if we can't move any mountains without really believing then we have to do something with, with the believing part and there's something we can do it's what you put in Every time you decide, and we have a, we, we can guard our heart with all diligence because out of it comes the virtue of life, right? So what we are right now and what the, what, what the world is, is, is trying to always penetrate is this door to our heart. And there has to be an understanding of this because we are, we are entertained with stuff that, that draws us in to, to laughing, to participating in, in pleasures that are perverted. And what we're doing when we're, when we're allowing input of information, even we have to be careful in, in, in the spiritual realm, what we're listening to. Is it, is it bringing life or is it bringing fear? Is it bringing worry? Is it actually giving me something that, that makes me feel bold and strong? Right? I mean, the news. <laughs> it's an influx of downflux. <laughs> I don't know what you, you know, it, it's, it's going to cover up the ability to actually believe God. God has such great opposition in this world that we're in. And just claiming just because I'm a Christian that this, no. We are the biggest targets. And actually being able to identify this is so powerful. Amen? So let's look at Luke 6, 45. Because you cannot produce something out of your, out of your mouth that is belief in God unless you put it in. And there's an abundance of belief already in our heart. That's why you can, you can tell where, what's in somebody's heart by what's coming out of their mouth, by the look on their face. 
you know, I've, 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 now I'm, I'm a stickler for this because my dad was really strong in this. He came out of the world where he, you know, he was partaking of all kinds of substances and, and just, you know, he could, he could, he could use all kinds of language that, uh, sounded like it definitely wasn't from heaven. And, um, so, so when, when he got saved, he, he associated all of that with the other side. That he's a new creation in Christ. Yeah. That he's apart from all that stuff. So, instilled in me, I mean, I, there's just stuff I don't say. Even stuff that's close. You just don't say it. Now, it's not like you're, I'm not judging everybody else. But I have gotten an understanding that is very much related to this. Because you can say all you want that you, you believe, that you, you trust, that you, everything else. But what comes out of your mouth is going to prove what you really are. And it's not something to get condemned about, but it's something that you can adjust. Yeah, it's true. And you can know if something's coming out that's filthy, that's perverted, that maybe there needs to be an adjustment inside for you to actually believe in, be believing in God. Because you know what? You can be successful in this earth by believing in yourself. I mean, there's all these programs to do that. But that's so empty at the end of it all. If you haven't really been believing in him. But what happens? Let's look at this. I didn't read it yet, did I? Okay. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. So how do you decide what the treasure of your heart is? <laughs> so we've got... Okay, I'll just, I'll just share this just a little bit, but um, we have some stuff in our refrigerator. It, to me, it's not that big of a deal, but all right. You can judge me. Go ahead and judge me when I tell this, okay, because I'm guilty. Um, it's, it's cranberry juice, right? And um, I don't want a whole bunch of it. I just, just want a sip. It's good for your stomach when you first wake up in the morning, you know. It's pretty easy to pull off unless you get caught. <laughs> My wife, what are you doing? <laughs> we kiss? <laughs> What's the big deal? And so I, I quit drinking out of that you know, a little jar at all. And I've noticed that it hasn't gone down at all. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Why? Because she's not going to partake of it because I have. <laughs> Anybody identify? <laughs> amen. Okay, we got an amen out of that. Well, that was pretty good. <laughs> What's going into your heart? Something that somebody else is partaking of? It's perverted? You know, we have, we have a say-so of what goes into our heart, don't we? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we can think, well, I'm just, I'm just, you know. No, our whole life is built on belief. And our whole life has a door of either good or bad that we're letting into our heart. And every choice of what's going into our heart is not just a choice of whether it's good or not. It's a choice of what we're going to believe. Isn't that important to see it that way? Because you can't produce belief when you've been receiving doubt and fear and perversion. Right? And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil for out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. That's why somebody can be telling me that they're a Christian, that they're also so wonderful and stuff. And then if I hear something that sounds more like it was something my dog left in the backyard, I'm thinking, your, your mouth isn't reflecting the believer that you say that you are. And again, no condemnation, but I, I want to have the same. You know, it doesn't have to be a, a foul word. It can be a word of doubt. Mm -hmm. It could be something that, e even offense. Mm -hmm. 
talking about somebody. And again, I'm not, I'm not just hammering on those things, but, but you can't be believing in a God of mercy and grace and forgiveness and be spewing forth unforgiveness and tearing somebody else down. Amen? What do we really believe? Because that same mouth that is speaking those things can't be complaining because a mountain isn't jumping in the ocean. Does that make sense? All right. All right, let's look at Luke 24. Belief is revealed in chosen response statements, not chosen acquiring ones. Okay, what in the world? I have these complicated statements, don't I? Sorry about that. So, I've, I've learned to not respond um, when I'm tickled. It's not that I'm not feeling the tickle. It's just, I don't want to inspire any more of it. So I've learned not to do that. But I just want to say that, uh, especially my son Hayden and my dad have not learned that skill. And you poke them and they respond. (laughs) Anybody understand that? (laughs) So what, what, I, what I'm looking here is the immediate response, the trigger, the thing that comes out immediately where there's belief, it's going to be a response from what's inside already. It's not going to be a trying to acquire. It's going to be a declaration of what is. Yeah, I've already said this in one way, but can you see this? So what happens when, when you put that, that abundance in your heart? Why is what's coming out uh, a revelation of whether it's good or, or bad that you put in? It's because it becomes a poke reflex. And if your poke reflex is, and again, it doesn't have to be profanity, but doubt, unbelief, fear, there's something wrong with what's been put in. Does that make sense? So sometimes even as Christians, we, we have to be careful of trying to make something happen by what we're saying. That's not faith. What we're saying needs to be a result of what we've already put in. <laughs> Actually, this is really powerful. We can do something with it. Amen? Okay, and I saw this. This came from our reading this last week. So how many would say that the, that the uh, uh, disciples um, and, and, and Jesus' mom, you know, and those ladies... <laughs> You know what? Those ladies were disciples too. I mean, they, they're the ones that didn't run away, right? They, they stayed with him right to the end. <laughs> um, but would you say that they were believers? Remember, Jesus had the conversation with Peter and he said, all right, who's every, what is everybody else saying? That you, who do they say I am? And, and then he said, but who do you say? And what did he say? He said, Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And what did Jesus say to him? He said, blessed are you because you didn't come up with this on your own, but you received that from the Father. It's revelation that came from God. This belief that you have in me, and this is critical on this, this belief that you have in me isn't man-made. It's not just information. It's coming from a heart that's been impacted by me. So you would, you would think that they had some information that would make it possible for them to believe through the death of their Messiah. Wouldn't you? Jesus told them. He said, I'm going to die. I'm going to be raised again in three days. He told them more than once, didn't he? Was that the word of God speaking to them? You would have thought they would have written that down, wouldn't you? Say, okay, he's going to die, and then he's going to raise in three days. So we'll be waiting in three days. So I want to challenge us on this, though, because they were believers, weren't they? But what happened? Somebody died. Huh. So their believer was challenged by the death of their Savior to the point that none of them believed. It's not just not recognizing him. They didn't believe. He's standing right in front of them. They don't believe. So... 
what I think is really cool sometimes is when, when people like Larry or, or Buddy make a nice boneheaded mistake, you know, that I would make. Because it helps me to identify and maybe, you know, be able to believe that I can become great too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, just hang with me. Because, you know, <laughs> these, these guys are the ones that were hanging out with Jesus, right? And they, they had a great crushing of their belief. But how was it taken care of? By an influx of information, by an encounter with him. Amen? So let's look at this. I'm just going to read through it. Then they returned from the tomb and told all these things to the 11 and to all the rest. Remember, this is the ladies that went there. And they, they met an angel, and the angel said, he's not here. And it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of, of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles, and their words seemed to them like idle tales. How often can the word of God become like idle tales to us? <laughs> right? Oh, we were believers. We had an encounter. We can, we can tell you the date, and, we can, and, and, and over the top of that, something has come to cause us to feel like there's no way I'm going to be a part of this anymore because... Of some other information, some other experience, right? And they didn't do what? They didn't believe. The main problem wasn't that Jesus died, the main problem was that they didn't believe. They had all they needed, they had had an encounter with Him, they had the Word of God, but what did they choose to do? They chose to focus on self. Allow the information of his death. Of, they were worried about themselves. Right? They were in fear for themselves. And it's amazing how that changed. Once the Holy Spirit came in and began to reveal Jesus to them. And they began to get revelation of what happened on the cross from, from Paul. And now they were able to have a response later on where they're threatened with death themselves. They say, okay, I'll die. That's belief, isn't it? What are we ready to die for? I just, and I know you probably already are there and everything, but, but let's be challenged in this, amen? What do we really believe and what does it look like? And what are, we, what are we activating? What are we actually touching and saying, I'm gonna touch this instead of being depressed. I'm gonna touch this instead of being uh, overcome, being bound. I'm gonna touch this instead of being offended and withdrawing into myself, Amen? Because what, what's wonderful about this is Jesus didn't condemn them, did he? <laughs> he just said, go wait. Go wait on me. And you're going to get power. You're going to get... What's that power going to do? It's going to fill you up. You're going to be filled up. What does that sound like to me? That sounds like, oh good, my heart's going to get filled up with goodness. So that what's going to come out is goodness. What's going to come out is belief. What's going to come out is not idle tales, that is. But no, that's who I am. When God says something, now I can say that's who I am. Amen? All right. I have one more here. And I, I just want to challenge us in this because this is just not optional stuff. <laughs> this is eternal stuff. Now, it applies to right now, you know? And we can, we can stay in, in a condition of unbelief as long as we choose to. But today and, and in every moment of our life, we have an opportunity to make a, a difference. And it's, it's, it's all waiting on us. God's not going to do anymore. He's already done everything he's going to do. Amen? He said, I've given you everything. Now, what are you going to do? And what you do is a declaration of what you believe. So, Psalm 27, 13. There is consequence versus salvation and death versus life in the choice of belief. And I, I want to challenge us today to make a choice. 
Doesn't matter where we are in our relationship with God. Just to make a choice. What that's going to be is it's going to be a declaration of who Jesus is for me right now. And I like what Amanda said. She said, you know, you got to just go back to the basics sometimes. I just believe. I just believe in God. And you know, it actually doesn't go very far beyond that. That's just where it's, that's where it is. Amen? But it's, it's always dependent on us. That phone's not waking up till we touch it. Psalm 27, 13. What? What would have become of me had I not believed? Had I not believed? You know, you could actually say what has become of me because I haven't. You know? To see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living. I just want to challenge us with this today because we're all in a, in a, in a position before God right now of, of really believing in him. And, and, and the <laughs> he resists the proud. What, 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 what is, is the proud approach to this is I'm already okay. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and it doesn't matter how close we are. Paul said, man, I, I'm just pressing to to know this more, for it to change my life. Amen? So I'm going to talk about this some more, what it actually, what it, what, how we actually apply belief. But let's, let's just set our heart right now. Can we do this today? Let's, before God, let's just say, God, I'm setting my heart for it to be guarded. My choice today is going to be to choose what I put in my heart. Amen? My cho choice today of, of what I believe. I'm not just going to say that I believe in you. I'm going to make a choice of what I'm putting in my heart today. The condition of my heart. You know what, what um, David has a wonderful song. Remember when he, he messed up so bad before God and he said, God, create in me what? A clean heart, oh God. And renew a right spirit within me. Now, I believe we should always have this song going on. I love that. The second chapter of Acts wrote um, a song based upon that. It's just so, it's like, oh, yeah, God, I, I just want to be open before you continually. Create this heart in me that is always only receptive of what you're putting into it. 